welcome. Uh, you're literally my first guest, so how do you feel about it? Hi, um, I feel so good and so excited and I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for like uh, contacting me and being willing to talk about this because I know it might be a sort of triggering topic to some people. Definitely a triggering topic for some people, but I feel like it's time we broke this taboo that we can't talk about mental health. Yes, you know snap, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for people who they still don't know you, can you please introduce yourself, Jasmine? So, so um, my name is Yasmin Jawi. I'm 18 years old and I'm a, stu a business student at the um, American University of Beirut. I don't really consider myself a blogger as much as I consider myself almost an activist. I'm pretty interested for the, the civic engagement field. I believe in um, equal chances of education and knowledge for also. Um, I pretty much have had my fair share in volunteering activities, teaching, teaching. Oh, wow. I organize my own. And yeah, for now I would say I'm a business student and at the same time an activist who's trying to spread knowledge at the same time, which is That's why we hate so spread awesome. knowledge. Oh my god, you're doing all these things at the same time and still managing business school. Like, oh my god. Trust me, it's not as easy as it seems, but it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. So our topic for today is anxiety. <laughs> Are you excited to talk about that? Hello, anxiety, my old friend. I am. I'm, I'm, honestly, I am. It might seem weird to some people, but I feel like um, talking about it is one step further of healing from it, even though you can't yeah. completely heal from it, but it helps you cope with it more. And That's also, okay. I want more people to know about this. Exactly. So, um, let me ask you this. Are you currently anxious? Because I sort of am. I'm a little bit anxious. I get anxious around the camera every time. So, are you anxious right now? Loki, Loki, I am. But I, I, I feel like I'm chill. I'm handling it okay. I try to be calm. I have good company. We're talking about good subjects. It's all cool, man. It's all cool. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, let's start like uh, from the basis. I know uh, people are familiar with the concept of anxiety, but they might not really know the literal definition of things. So can you help me out a little bit? Like, uh, what is anxiety for you? Okay. So for me, first of all, um, anxiety is identified as a, a mental disorder, uh, which comes off with mostly panic. First of all, there are like um, many types of of anxiety so to give a general idea of anxiety is a mental disorder where um, most people who suffer from it would suffer from panic attacks from um, stress and it would come off as um, it would come off like the person who suffers from anxiety would come off as a very um, rest person, person agitated place yeah all yeah. over the place mm, all over the place and it comes in um, five forms. I think that was at least the DSM. Mm -hmm. um, it's GAD, Generalized Anxiety Disorder, Social Anxiety, yeah. Panic Disorder, um, OCD, and PTSD. Actually, actually, like uh, right now, they have like dismissed the old classification. And like in the new classification, OCD and PTSD, which is post-traumatic uh, stress disorder, are like on their own now. And like in anxiety disorders right now, and uh, only panic attacks and phobias and GAD and social uh, social anxiety. Which fun fact I do have. <laughs> so um i i found out something really, really interesting just yesterday when i was doing research from the for this podcast yeah. so apparently panic attacks and panic disorder are two different things oh, really how crazy yeah Wait, so basically uh, uh, panic attacks attack and is... panic disorders okay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so basically panic attacks are, are like those had to click those don't when you're like sweating when you're crying yeah 
be suffering from PTSD, you can be suffering from OCD, you can be suffering from social anxiety and have panic attacks. However, uh, panic disorders is when you have repetitive panic attacks and at the same time, between panic attacks, you keep thinking, you keep stressing about having another one. So it's, wow. it's a little bit of panic attacks. It's really, really crazy. So I was reading about it yesterday and I thought I had a panic disorder, but apparently not. I do have GAD with panic attacks, but panic disorder, no, definitely not. It's wow. But let me get this straight. Um, I'm not like, uh, I quote unquote, I'm not like an advocate of diagnosing yourself online. You actually have been diagnosed with a GAD. Like, I don't want people to get the wrong idea that we're just talking about this uh, and being glamorizing mental illness. Uh, like, no, uh, we actually do have this and we've been to, been to people, actual doctors. Yeah, I have been diagnosed by a professional recently. Well, it was a long road for me to actually go and get diagnosed, but I finally yeah. did. We're definitely not find mental illness. I feel like we're more shedding light on it. We're more encouraging people to go see a professional if they feel like you do have suffer from a specific mental illness or anxiety and not just self-diagnose yourself online because you know, you might think you have anxiety or depression, but uh, but in reality, you might have something else. You might suffer. Exactly. You might even suffer from something physical, based instead of uh, mental. So it's better to always see a professional. Definitely, definitely. I think uh, the the smart thing to do is like to be aware of what you're having, sort of uh, the symptoms you're experiencing and the thoughts and the feelings, but never actually diagnose yourself and go to the point where you say okay i identify as having this sort of mental disorder because it can play mind tricks on you you'll try to force yourself to have that diagnosis on a sense and i've seen it even with doctors like when you go sometimes to a doctor with a, a diagnosis in your head Sometimes they don't even bother trying to see something else and they'll just agree, agree with you. So yeah, that's sort of really true. Also, not to um, forget that the brain is a very, very powerful organ of our bodies. So you could literally have no illness, but then you're obsessing over and thinking, I have this illness, may cause you exactly. catching this illness. I've read some crazy stories about this. So the, your brain can play many games on you and exactly. they can turn up pretty it's, it's like you think you control you control your brain but actually it's your brain controlling you <laughs> so I, I, I wanted to talk about a little bit like uh, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, Freud who's like uh, a psychoanalysis a very famous psych psychoanalysis and he made the point to distinguish between fear and anxiety so anxiety sometimes can be caused by a particular situation that you don't necessarily know that is going to happen. However, fear, uh, you have a more tangible thing that you're afraid of. Like, uh, for example, people who are afraid of water, uh, they get anxious about it, but at the same time, they have that sort of fear that is tangible. However, when it comes to anxiety, it's not necessarily something that you're sure of or you can see. It's something more that you cannot predict. So do you agree on his definition or what do you think about that? Definitely agree on his definition because personally, I do suffer from a phobia, which is phobia of heights. And then I do have my specific anxiety triggers. And funnily enough, one of my um, anxiety triggers is fear of the future things that I cannot oh, control oh wow. yeah so so like so the future is not something that I can like picture in my head and like it's it anyway so I definitely agree on this on his I think we fear things that we have experienced before and didn't feel as we feel we may be able to experience it in real life or we may be able to go through it in real life um, and feel like they would make us feel stressed or agitated. However, for anxiety, um, triggers can depend from a very, very huge variety from things you can sense to things you can't sense. It's really, it's really interesting. It's really scary at the same time. So yeah, yeah. definitely. The thing is what people uh, 
like uh, forget that we sort of all have certain things that trigger us to feel anxious we tend to be anxious about a lot of things and that's okay like you don't necessarily have to be um, like diagnosed literally to have anxiety we discussed this like two days ago there's a point that you mentioned that um was very interesting you said that um you feel like most people, at least all of us, have a little percentage of anxiety in us, and then that percentage yeah. differs from a person to another. So sometimes it reaches the point where you actually get diagnosed with a mental illness, but sometimes it's just internalized, like light anxiety, if you know what I mean. So I, I, I definitely feel like everyone insults from anxiety, especially during this um, this time Pandemic. in 2021. Yeah, everyone is, oh my God, everyone is on the verge of panic. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, GAD, take me back to like what what are like some of your triggers or what what are like certain things that you would get anxious about on a daily basis? Okay, so on a daily basis. Okay, so first of all, I want to say that um, anxiety triggers are really, really, really hard to identify. Mm -hmm. You may think that everything triggers. That certain things triggers you well in, in in like actually in real life it's not the case at all so again that's why i i would um, advise you to go see a therapist or a psychologist or psychiatrist so they could help you identify these personally some of the triggers that um that like some of the things that trigger me on a daily basis i would say first of all fear of the future i'm somebody who I got, it's something I can't help. I know it's yeah. happened to me. Say, I don't know, I applied for a certain something. I did something. I'm waiting for the consequence, for the result. And then I don't know what's going to happen. And I want it to happen as it is in my mind. And, and you can't help it. And then you just get into that infinite loop of panic and what would happen and going over the possibilities. Oh, so wow. that's one mm. thing. Do you think that one thing, uh, it comes from like... Uh, the sense of losing control like not being in control of the moment yeah, i definitely do because i think as a person i like to i'm like pretty much a perfectionist so i like to have i, I don't know the feeling of being in control of your life yeah. feels good and then when, when you're not in you can't control it you know the fear of doubting I don't like that. Most people do, but I don't. If I had the chance to have my whole life lined up in front of me, knowing exactly what's going to happen, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> At this point, I wouldn't say no. So I agree. I really do it's, agree. It's, I, <laughs> but 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 um, you know, I've well, I've been to three or three therapy sessions before the whole COVID nineteen happened, yeah. and um um. With my therapist, we started like a technique called the um, downward arrow question. So basically what it is, is I would describe to my therapist situations or reasons why I would feel anxious or situations that would um, trigger my anxiety. And then we would start questioning those, those situation for ex situations. For example, say, um, I tell him that um, I am scared I will not get the um internship i applied for and yeah. then he would ask me why are you scared and then so that's the first question then i tell him why i'm scared and then he tells me how does that make you feel and then he would be like do you have control over it do you have control over the result and then you would go and then your therapist with the help of a therapist going down 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 until you reach the main reason like the main trigger that actually triggers you that's really awesome it's like um the thing that I really admire about therapy is like the uh, the fact that it helps you process your ideas and thought. It doesn't necessarily force ideas upon you, but it, like w when you are uh, with a good therapist, it's uh, he sort of just helps you along the way to get, as you said, to the root of things. So, do you think like uh, uh, therapy is something people should try? Because I know people are a little bit skeptical, especially here in Algeria. I definitely do think that therapy is worth giving it a try. I myself have been in a dilemma um, with, of whether I should go or not. It started in November. I, I felt like I needed to go to therapy and it took me two months of thinking, should I go, should I not? Is it going to be useful? Um, am I really ready to like expose myself for, like that in front 
Yeah. Stranger, even though he's not the thoughts that I had going on. But at some point, you have to um, realize that it's you at the end of the day. You know, it's you who need help to do it. You can't do it by yourself. And there is absolutely nothing wrong, nothing wrong with seeking help or with, uh, or with, or with um, getting some professional help from somebody who's actually professional and knows what they are doing. And once you get used to the therapy sessions, they, you will be. Uh, you will, mo will most likely be excited for them more than scared. So it's, uh, like, it gets really exciting and you feel, um, you feel more keen to know about how to heal from it and how to talk about it and you become more open-minded. So I think getting a good therapist first is, 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 is definitely an important. What's going to be my next question to you? What is like, how can someone really identify a good therapist? Because I have a lot of friends uh, who have who tried going mm -hmm. to therapists, but they sort of have sort mm -hmm. of bad experience with that and they just give up. So what's your advice on that? Um, okay, so the first advice that I would give you is to not judge your therapist from because first of all, in during your first therapy session, say you're not in your complete calm you stress you're thinking about things everything he says can um, come up as offensive or like as too much to handle so definitely do not judge your therapist from the first session because it's a new world it's a new experience so you cannot really judge it from the first session but then um if you go with like say you go for a second session and then third session maximum and you don't feel like your therapist is actually helping you um adapt with what you have or like your therapist is not actually helping you identify what you have it's time to change would really like to try at least three sessions and then see two three sessions but never judge from the first session so i still want to get to know like uh, your day-to-day -day, uh life with dealing with gad how do you deal with it on a day-to-day -day basis? Because I know uh, GAD is not easy because sometimes you get, get anxious about uh, simple life tasks. Uh, like literally everything can induce that feeling of anxiety. So how do you deal with it? So the first thing that I would like to point out is that um, anxiety comes in different degrees every day of the week so sometimes yeah. some days you have ex I would have extreme anxiety I would wake up on the wrong side of the bed I would be in a negative mindset of my mind and as you said anything would trigger me I would feel overwhelmed by literally the simplest tasks like literally going to class um, it actually happened to me two months ago I woke up and I wasn't feeling well. I had a attack the night before for no absolute reason. And so I, I actually forced myself out of bed and I went to class and I broke down crying mid-class. And it was oh, so wow, I'm so sorry. That must have been hard. It's okay. Yes, some days it feels overwhelming for no apparent reason. Um, well, I wouldn't say for no apparent reason, but I still haven't been able to identify these triggers at least. But then some days it gets easier. Some days you can go through your day normally. I would go through my day normally, no triggers, no anxiety, just feeling self, no panic attacks. And then some yeah. days it's a mix of both. So um, I would say it's more of, um, it's, not, it's not something you can completely control the mi mindset that you wake up in like the, the the mood that you have for that day but um you make it through every day so do you think uh it gets better with days you sort sort of learn how to cope with it you definitely learn how to cope with it with time however um you don't learn how to cope with it by yourself so personally i've had anxiety since 2015, 14, 15. And so oh. since 2015 until up until 2018, before I was actually um, diagnosed and I was given meds, it was hard to deal with it. But once you, you realize, like, face yourself with the fact that, because you, you can have a mental illness and still be in denial. You'd be like, oh, I don't want to assume that I have this mental illness or no. I don't have this it's not it would make it harder for you to deal with it eventually but once you actually sit with yourself and you and you're like okay I have this mental illness 
Why do I have it? How can I deal with it? How can I make it better? How can I help myself make it through this mental illness? How can I heal from it? That's when it gets easier. But as long as you're in denial or as long as you refuse to help yourself, it's definitely going to be a struggle um, one day more than the yeah. last one. I think uh, definitely also having a sort of a support system or friends that could uh, notice and understand what you're talking about and actually offer space to talk about these sort of things can help managing these sort of uh, panic attacks or feelings of anxiety. Absolutely. I would I think that having a circle of friends or like being surrounded by people who are accepting and open-minded and ready to be there for you whenever you need them is very, very, very important because most of the time the way we're feeling is affected by our surroundings because you're 24-7 around it, either your family or your friends or anybody outside of that zone. So I would say if you, if your friends um are not aware of what you're going through or if your friends don't know that you actually suffer from a mental illness or you know that you feel stressed in certain situations i would advise you to sit with them and have a conversation with them tell them okay this is me this is what i have and i hope you can accept me for what they better accept you for they who you better are. do they don't. or they're, they're not, not your friends <laughs> Cut I mean, them off. they're not your friends <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> So cut them off from the roof. So, yeah. so basically, um, I would talking to your friends about it, having friends who understand or know how to deal with you when you're attacks is very important. Personally, for me, whenever I have panic attacks, um, I don't like to be surrounded by people. So I let them know that. And then I have a specific friend who actually comes to me whenever I have a panic attack and tries to calm me down. Um, of course, I let them know that like it's it's your job to let them know what makes you feel good and what doesn't, what triggers you and what doesn't. They are not going to know this by themselves. <laughs> uh, let's talk about a okay. little bit uh, on social anxiety. And I do suffer from mm -hmm. social anxiety. <laughs> Uh, and I don't, I don't know. Well, I like to believe that it doesn't show because uh, I tend to be this bubbly, funny person, and I try to make people comfortable around me. However, on the inside, I kid you not, I'm like, uh, oh, I just want to scream. <laughs> so my question <laughs> is, do you have social anxiety, or um, you don't relate? Okay, so basically, manage social anxiety. However, the way you do need to decrease that social anxiety, mm -hmm. it I didn't it didn't happen that much to me honestly. It's mostly public speaking event. It doesn't shock my quality. Especially when you're an extroverted person and you're out there and you're talking yeah. to people. Oh, you're friends with everyone. Look, I have social anxiety. Call you. You have social anxiety. Exactly. No, I, that's literally the reaction I get. social. It doesn't show. I'm like, I try my best not to show it. Exactly. It's not that it doesn't show, but it's just because we like people. They were out there, and we like to talk. people. We we unconsciously develop mechanisms to deal with it. You know, whenever to end the social anxiety, you're like, no, I shouldn't show it. I'm strong. Um, it contradicts with my personality. It happens exactly. to me sometimes, honestly. But um, not like I wouldn't say I do suffer from social anxiety. Just a few social anxiety attacks uh, now and then. So it depends uh, on the event or what you're going through. And for me, however, it's uh, it's something I like deal with on a daily basis. Even when going to school, having to talk to people, even on camera, like right now talking to you, I'm sort of having this uh, anxiety reaction and I'm trying to calm myself down. So... And for me, in my opinion, so how I see it, I see that my social anxiety comes from a place where I sort of uh, am afraid to expose myself and get rejected. So I have this underlying belief a little bit, 
uh, I'm unworthy, uh, people are gonna think I'm flawed. Uh, and, it's, and I think it really comes from a place uh, when I got bullied a lot. Uh, my, uh, my point is, do you think uh, bullying in general and this underlying belief because uh, Freud, like, uh, I'm getting back to Freud, Freud perspective, he believed that uh, anxiety comes from your subconscious, that you have certain underlying beliefs that you don't fully accept or deal with, and that sort of creates that anxiety. And I do believe he's right. So I want to know your thoughts on it. Okay, so um, to some extent, extent, je trouve que he's right parce que mostly the things that you um, do not have control over, or the things that you, um, the things that you don't have control over, or the things that make you feel like you're unworthy, like you don't deserve to to be recognized, or you don't deserve to be out there. Normally, they trigger your anxiety most social anxiety had a little quote so i think social anxiety and i am not worthy of this what are people going to think of me if i do this uh, what what's he gonna say i think mostly when you're sitting in public or something um some point when starts laughing sometimes it happens walking and I see someone pointing at me, and I'm not sure she points at me. I'm not sure he's good or something bad. My brain is the most negative outcome, and then you keep stressing about it the whole day. So I definitely feel like Billy getting bullied, or having a traumatic um, childhood experience, or not loving yourself enough. Self love is really, really important. Or not having. A certain level of self-confidence can increase your chances of having social anxiety and panic attacks and, and all of the like. Definitely. And also, what do you think? Well, I've been reading about this a lot and it has been statistically proven that uh, girls tend to develop uh, anxiety more than boys. Um, do you think that is something true? Will, uh, do you think... Uh, boys just don't like to deal with these kind of things. Okay, so um, I could I could say a, a bit of both because um, our well, our current day situation of 2020, women they they go through much more than men do. So first of all, we have periods, period pain, the stress and then pain that comes with it. And then you have um, society, society's pressure on you. You have to look a certain way. You have to do, uh, you have to talk a certain way. You have to speak a certain way. Let's make it happy. If you do this, you know, you have little taboos or little boxes that we fall under as women. Definitely, you don't Exactly, the social construction of our of our community definitely is due to stress you believe that you can't handle it or you have to be up to some standards that honestly you don't have to be up to any standards just the belief that society makes us feel perfect in this, perfect in that. And if you don't do this, you're not enough of a woman, you're not feminine enough. That's all you have to believe is women as a uh, as parts of the society but also i agree that equally well i'm not going to generalize guys because i know i know guys they are very open about their mental health they are they are not scared to be vulnerable which is amazing yeah. i also know guys um, it's something that oh i'm a man i don't cry oh i'm a man yeah. i shouldn't feel this it's way i'm a man a weakness, uh, so. uh, it's exactly it's perceived as a weakness and so if you subconsciously they will have a mechanism with just so stressed like they just keep bottling up bottling up bottling up like a bit of both so to some extent now women we go through so much pressure growing up and to some other extent any males must some some males must and had respect to um, toxic masculinity to, and I, I am a, I am a man I should not be weak I should not disclose any signs thing. of weakness yeah. let's do my best yeah, yeah so it's definitely both I would say both yeah so 
Um, يعني for someone who's like listening right now and is watching us and uh, the whole anxiety situation with a social anxiety resonates with them. What sort of your advice on uh, handling it first? And when do you think uh, they should see a therapist for it? Okay, so I want to say you are not alone. You are definitely not alone in this because when I used to go through it, I used to feel so alone because I am the only human in the world who feels this way. So I want to let you know that you're not alone. You have a huge community supporting you behind you. Secondly, I want you to be easy on yourself. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Be kind to yourself. Love yourself. Try to get to know yourself. Try to try to know more about what's triggering you. Try to know more about mental health. articles, watch YouTube videos. Because the more you know, the more your brain will adapt uh, adapt to situations, and the more you will normalize them. Because for the community, it's a taboo. People learn mental illness. Yeah. I feel like lately can have been a rise of awareness mental illness in, in Algeria as a third world country so I would tell you to be aware self-awareness is definitely definitely important don't be in denial whenever you suffer from something no this is normal it's not normal no go look for it and starting to um, affect your daily life I would advise you to go see if you don't have somebody to talk to about these things like uh, seeking a therapist is always a good option uh, i mean at the end of the day you're just having conversation with another human being how bad can it that, can that be i mean yeah. so go if you feel like you need help go for it you're not going to regret it i promise you if you feel like ماتقدرش, you can't deal with it anymore. If you feel like your surroundings, go seek professional help and it's going to change your life. It's definitely going to change your life. To the better, of course. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you something else. Anna, when it comes to my social anxiety, I have this story to tell you. Uh, well, it wasn't necessarily due to so, uh, social anxiety. But one time, I had a huge panic attack. Uh, like, uh, I was uh, prepared to this exam, OBGYN, uh, gynecology. And like, uh, it was supposed to be an oral exam. And I was prepared and ready and everything. And literally, on the last minute... They decided to make it into uh, writing an, a writing exam. And I kid you not, I had the hugest panic attack I ever experienced. Like, it manifested itself into physical pain. I literally uh, got my hand uh, blocked. My hand, like literally, it, my hand stopped working, and I started uh, panicking. My heart started racing. I felt like I was about to die. And for people, that might sound crazy uh, to have a panic attack over an exam. And it wasn't necessarily because of the exam itself, but it was like the fact that I was expecting something and I got something extremely different. It's totally normal. It happens sometimes. Exams are so stressful, okay? Let's agree on yeah. this. But I feel also, Penny, we mentioned it from the beginning of the podcast, quality, the fear of losing control. I feel like you lost control. You had exactly. something planned out. You're like, oh, I'm gonna panic. Panicking. I would tell you that, well, this is my my uh, therapist said that it's pretty common for people to experience physical pain or any physical symptoms during a panic attack physical symptoms so i would say it's totally normal it's it's not something in my case it manifested itself in major uh, physical symptoms um do you experience those sort of panic attacks as well it's common among most people leading from anxiety so for example you can experience your heart starts your heart palpitations go up and you 
cases you start shaking your hearts your hands um you your head hurts you start sweating you feel dizzy you start crying um it feels like i'm drowning of course it feels like you're drowning exactly because like your heart is beating so fast but at the same time so you get the, the feeling you can't you can't breathe you can't normal and I personally I experience um, crying always I always cry when I have panic attacks and it just comes like that subconsciously should be panic attack I start crying um, I, well funny story uh, when I first had my first panic attack I was 13 would I just I didn't know back then about anxiety. It's a thing to have a panic attack or you can't breathe and stuff like that. So I told my mom, my mom and my dad, and so they took me to a doctor, normal, and they made me go through a radiology from my chest to, to see if I had any physical symptoms. There were no yeah. physical symptoms. Not getting any physical symptoms, currently you're fine. You may have my belly shaman, it's a panic attack, which is another thing. For example, you have to choose your doctors carefully, it doesn't have exactly. a good diagnosis. So, you're fine. like, okay, the doctor said you're fine, you're fine. But for the next two years, I kept experiences had panic attacks, just had a shortness of breath. It would come for days sometimes, for no reason. My parents, I feel agitated. It's stress, stress, it's fine. We'll juice. At some point, I was like, no, it's it's not normal to have had physical pain. We doubt, we doubt from time to time. We not have any diagnosis. So I told my mom again. I went another doctor diagnosed me with um, with anxiety. However, it's something permanent. You just had a period it's fine. But actually, I don't know how to say in English, magnesium. So whenever I had panic attacks, I would take magnesium. And then years after, I was like, no, magnesium is not helping. It was helping at first, but at some point, I was you were overwhelmed. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it reaches some point, you're like overwhelmed until it will lead to You seek for professional help because you really, really, really want to help yourself. Because literally, if you don't help yourself, like in if you don't love yourself and take care of yourself, nobody's gonna do it. For exactly. You. So at that point, I reached professional help. It's normal, totally normal to experience physical pain when you have a panic attack. The most important thing to remember during panic attacks is to breathe and relax. Try to breathe. Can we have a breathing technique? You inhale eight seconds and you exhale for uh, four seconds. We have normal breathing pattern. And of course, having somebody who knows how to deal with people with panic attacks, they give you space, they hug you. If hugging makes you feel better, is really, really important. Yeah. It depends to say next. I was going to say, but I have extreme difficulties when it comes to breathing. I was a kid who had asthma growing up. Mm-hmm. And I had the same exact experience as you, mm-hmm. where Ijuni had all of a sudden <gasps> out of nowhere. Like, it's like my lungs are screaming for me to breathe. And look, I still have those. I don't know where it comes from. Like, I know it's due mostly when I get stressed. So I, I still cannot manage them correctly. So I struggle with breathing a lot. Honestly, I had a little breathing, breathing, like breathing, like the first reason I left to shift a doctor because I was scared of the virus. Here, it's not, it's not like there is no apparent reason. So subconsciously in this big complicated box in your head, there's so, so many things going on. And so you should do it before you have a condition for days. And I personally put like, I used to use um, magnesium. I think it's beneficial for breathing problems, but well, it's meant to, to uh, have a quick breathing. However, yeah. again, go seek professional help, please. <laughs> I will, I, make, uh, I, I definitely will. I, I really, uh, wanted to like try therapy and everything but after the whole pandemic uh, right now I never got to do that it is on my bucket list definitely 
I feel like after all of this is uh, over, doesn't matter, all of us we prioritize our mental health because exactly. literally the, the, the all been through a lot of had period so definitely we should try to take care of ourselves as much as possible for that period and after it if you feel like let's make a shoof and doctor or if you feel like let's make you go to therapy do it it's it's about time we we did it honestly in this period of time we got to little bit stay with our minds and thoughts and Personally, I feel really, uh, I got carried away with life and got distracted by a lot of things. Look at in this period of time where I got the chance to really sit with my thoughts and think. And I'm like, oh my God, I've been ignoring a lot of issues and I shouldn't be ignoring them and I should probably take care of them. So yeah, it's very, very shocking in a way. It's definitely, it comes naturally, but like we said, as human beings, like people, we're, we're out there, we're, we're, we're always talking to people, we always have something, we're always preoccupied, you know what I mean? Yeah. We, we tend to have feelings, stress and stuff, we, we, we're in denial. I used to do that, but not anymore. Um, I feel like we should validate our feelings, I feel like we should every two, three days, maximum every week, and you're like, okay, during this week, the feelings that I had, why did I feel this way? Exactly. Um, how can I deal with it? Because the you feel about things, you know, the way you feel about people can tell you a lot about yourself and it tells you about people. Yeah, and I, and I'm like, uh, I'm like a huge advocate of validating feelings and talking about them and everything. But I struggle validating my own emotions. So when it comes to other people, I talk to them and offer space for them and I validate their emotions. And I'm there. I'm there for you whenever you need me. So when it comes to myself and validating my own emotions and my own thoughts, I really struggle with that. So uh, it was a very interesting experience uh, trying to... So something I try to do is like, uh, observe whenever I go through that pattern of not validating my own emotions. So it was a little bit interesting fear-headed period of time because as I said again, it allowed me to really sit with my thoughts. Um, I feel like at the point you're possibly it's easy for you to validate people's opinions but not easy for you to validate your own. As human beings, the hardest thing that we can do is face ourselves, you know, be transparent with yourself, be naked with yourself, if you know what I mean. And I am a person who good qualities, as who good qualities, and I have to, I, I go through struggles and I go through problems, through problems because I'm a human being. So it's, it's, it's part of the human experience to suffer of the human experience to struggle so if you have self-love um, you need to love yourself enough to take care of yourself and to be totally transparent with yourself because nobody knows you like you know yourself nobody can deal with you like know exactly what you're going through how you're feeling like you do yourself so your first support system is always always yourself so taking care of oneself oneself and loving it is, should definitely be a priority for everyone listening to this podcast and everyone around the world, basically. Preach, lie, preach. You're you're making valid, so much valid points, and I I really hope people are going to listen to this. Um, one thing the I, I, I like two questions that I like to ask myself. I like to, to ask myself these questions. I still have like questions exactly. Two questions that the that uh, helped me to improve my thinking pattern. The first is, um, do I have control over the thing? Do I have control over the, the thing I'm worrying? So if I worry, is anything going to change? Um, and the second question is, is it going to matter? Is going to mean anything to me? And so when you ask yourself, these questions, these two questions. First of all, the first question is that control over it. Well, you realize that you don't have control over it. You had excessive worry, you know, excessive uh, thinking. It's unnecessary. Yeah. 
exactly it's necessary and in a way it will help you calm down which will be more radical and the second question um, is it going to matter to me it's going to show it minimize the importance of things that are going to be a big value, like the stupidest, silliest things that they are going to be able to do. When it happens now, I won't even be thinking about this. I won't even be worrying about this. Why am I worrying about it right now? So, Anna, for example, my roommate, she's a very chill person. Genre, elle n'est pas le genre de personne qui se colle ou la tête les trucs. She's very chill. She's like, whatever happens, happens. This is life. Why not? Genre, I'm a very stressful person. Quand les gens me smallest details, I'm like, oh, this is gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It happens. So, being with her, having living in this space, so many things. Genre, let me. I learn how to deal with my anxiety more. I, I correct my thinking patterns. So again, I just wow, want to really interesting. Um, specify your surroundings, or the people you tell them, or the people you 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 from every day to every day can really really affect your mental health. And apart, for example, I suffer from anxiety. When I'm with her, I'm talking you about something. She makes me feel. It's not worth it. Why are you doing this? I need to calm down. So definitely, I people frequent him on a day. Yeah, that was actually my next point. Something that I learned doing is like try to be grounded and like be more present in the moment. And when you're having a conversation with a person, um, I try to be more of a listener than rather uh, have that pattern in my head and start to worry. Oh, did I say something to make her uncomfortable? Like trying to practice that pattern of listening and being present with the people around you and actually just enjoying the moment you're living sort of helps you be more grounded in reality in a sense and not got and not get caught up in your own thought pattern um i used to be um i used to talk i used to talk more than i listened like looking just after my two years ago mm -hmm. i'd always so it was an unhealthy um healthy habit in me okay we've all been there mm -hmm. uh, yeah. so, i like to I like to do my point. I like to keep talking. I like to keep the conversation. So at some point, people started telling for um, constructive criticism from people that they are close to me. They told me really I lack from listening. I was like, really? I never noticed it. When I actually thought about it, I found out really I'm stressed. My thoughts are always running. Always like to talk i always like to take lead of the conversation why not try listening why not try just sitting in her and just listen to what a person has exactly. to say and trust me once you start the peace in a piece that you're listening to that someone you're receiving information instead of trying to give it and you're actually sitting right having a good time you're exchanging ideas and it there's something about that that's really comforting for you and that makes you feel really really peaceful um inside so i would definitely keep up with listening who's trying to be present in the moment is very very important to deal with uh with stress and anxiety so um what are like uh, your last uh, notes and takes on the whole uh, situation uh, anxiety what do you want to tell people about it you advise them any thoughts any last words before I kill you? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I, this life is literally proof that you will burden me. Literally, I took to jail without even thinking. <laughs> like literally, so, the first conversation so, okay. and it's like, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> FBI, open up. <laughs> Any last thoughts? I just, honestly, I just would like to take a moment to spread some positive thoughts about mental health, to shed light mm -hmm. on mental health, and to tell people 
if we are all going through our own struggles, we can trust somebody outside who's not doing well, who's not in their best day, or they give you attitude, try to try to tell their home, try to give them excuses. Maybe maybe he's stressed, maybe he's, he's bottling up his emotions. Try to be kinder to one another. Of course, it's important to be kind to yourself. So the way you treat people can really affect them. Sometimes if you're having a good day or like feeling good about yourself, but the one comment, just one comment, it turns your whole mood. It's so just tell people, be kind to each other. Please be kind to each other. Spread love. The world is already too cruel. You know, there's already too much hatred around the world. We should love each other. We should embrace each other. We should understand each other's struggles. We should be there for one another. Preach. Uh, I, I really wish people... People uh, currently listening, please listen to Jasmine. She's preaching words, she's telling the truth. Uh, put that in your mind. Uh, so, yeah, so merci. Thank you so much for being a part of uh, today's episode and for being my very first guest. So, I, I officially ripped the band. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm honored. Actually, thank you. Thank you so much. You're such a lovely person. You're just Aww. so nice to talk to. I'm so glad that I came across your story talking about you. Thank you <laughs> so much for having pleasure, me. It's my pleasure, Yanni. Giving me the platform um, to um, spread this message. Definitely. Do you also want to, you said like um, you're an activist. Do you want to talk about some of these things uh, you're currently doing, Gula working on, and to tell people to go check it out? So currently, due to the uh, COVID pandemic, obviously, my, I can't be active for volunteering sex as much as I want to, as much as I want to literally take the next plane to take the next bus to some city around Algeria to help. I can't, I can't my parents wouldn't allow me to. Obviously, out of fear, of course, which is understandable. So right now, how I'm trying to use um, my time, how I'm trying to use, uh, uh, how I'm trying to spread this message is through my social media. For now, of course, I always make sure to talk about um, open debates, open debates of my story sometimes in their lives to talk about important subjects my story. Everyone is welcome to join. It's definitely a, no, uh, a safe zone for everyone. See, now on uh, a normal basis, uh, mostly I am active. Um, I'm active. I, I participate in so many teachings. Um, I, I taught Syrian refugees at some point. I taught kids. Um, I taught. Uh, I taught people. I trained people of all ages in public speaking, leadership. Wow, I hosted so cool. um, events that education for the youth. Ooh, I just want to emphasize on something. I feel like Hannah Kamel. Um, we have a place in the community now. We all have a place to give to the community, and it is our right to give to the community. So, if anyone is thinking about starting a project, or if anyone is starting thinking about starting an initiative, and he feels or she feels like it's going to help the community, go for it. You're going to find the support eventually. Don't be like, oh. People are not going to listen to me. No, Definitely, as long as you yeah. have a goal, as long as you have an option, everyone is going to be there for you. Thank you so much, uh, Yasmin, for being a part of this. Thank you for preaching words. Um, you're such a lovely person to talk to, and I had so much fun. And thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Have a beautiful rest of the day. And thank you for so everyone who is listening to this podcast. And so much love sent from me to you.